you're an entrepreneur looking to grow your business, build your brand, and get yourself financially fit, then you are in the right place. Get ready to flex your marketing muscles and learn how to make sure every dollar spent on marketing fattens your bottom line. Welcome to the Marketing Strategy Show with your personal marketing trainer, Jesse Stoddard. I've got a really interesting one for you today. James Deffenbaugh, owner of Humboldt Light Dep, which specializes in manufacturing and selling automated light deprivation greenhouses, which is just a fancy way to say that their greenhouses can automatically cover themselves with a lightproof tarp to extend the night cycle. They market directly to cannabis growers. In the cannabis industry, James is known as the number one go-to guy in auto light dep. I think that's because he'll help anyone who needs it. And what does this have to do with digital marketing, social media? Well, the answer is simple. He is a media company, first and foremost, that just happens to sell greenhouses. His job is to develop marketing plans and to leverage his assets to maximize their profits and the client's profits while being super helpful to all of their clients. That boils down to him giving great free content, creating VSLs, and making offers. And as he says, it's simple, but it ain't easy. He's 47 years old, lives in Humboldt County, California. Yes, that's Humboldt County. You might have seen documentaries or heard it in the news. And uh, he ha- he's married and has a daughter. And uh, he's just a fantastic guy and really fun to interview, really friendly. So I know you're going to love this one. Enjoy. Okay, I've got James Deffenbaugh on the line here with Humboldt Light Dep. Thank you, James, so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So it'll be fun talking to fellow marketers and media managers. Awesome. So uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself? Um, I know that we've got kind of a bio for you, but if you could fill in the gaps of that bio and, and, and go back and tell us a few of the hardships too. Everybody likes to hear it wasn't always easy. I'm sure you had some ups and downs in your journey. Okay, so my name's James, as he said, and I have been a cannabis grower for decades. I, I just loved the lifestyle. I was born in um, California, and I moved up to Humboldt County, which when I was in high school, and everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people grow, grow cannabis. And so I started growing in the early 90s and got caught up with the uh the feds and i actually went to prison for a couple years for growing and that's when 215 passed it all started going really legal when i got out i mined my p's and q's because i did not want to go revisit that and then i moved back to humboldt and i started growing again i got a lot better at growing and i had a farm that i was growing at and i blew my knee out lifting weights and, I, and this whole time I had actually been studying marketing because I find it fascinating what makes people tick, what makes people want to reach for something, you know, it's, it's because I find it in myself, you know, I find myself reaching someone's, if they do the message right, I reach and I, it fascinates me. So um, I've been studying marketing, blew my knee out and I realized that um, I needed to automate my farm because when I went in for surgery, I had set the whole farm up and my surgery was July 6th and I was going to be out of commission for six weeks because I had a complete um, ACL reconstructive knee surgery. And when I came back, my plants were only like three or four feet tall and they were supposed to be 10 feet tall. And um, that means I was not going to get paid what I thought I was going to get paid and it, it, you know, it put a real hurt on my family. And so I decided I needed to do something in order to automate. 
and I, I don't blame the workers there because they weren't experienced. I, I let them down. It's like, I, it, if I would have been better at explaining how to do every step, it would have ended up, you know, being fine, but I didn't, I learned a lot, just like every, every good business, you're going to fail. And then you have to pick yourself back up, learn from the lesson and move forward. So what I did while I was on the couch is I did a lot of research and I figured out how to do automate the, this process called light depth, which is um, in the cannabis culture. What it is, is you have your plants and in summer, the plants grow real tall and fast. Well, they don't flower until there's a certain amount of hours of uninterrupted darkness. So it's about 12 hours of uninterrupted darkness. And the way to mimic that in the summer is you actually have a frame like a greenhouse over your plants and you grab a tarp and you manually pull it over to extend the night and then you uncover it. And you have to do that for 60 to 70 days straight uninterrupted at the same time. If you don't do it at the same time, it stresses the plants out and can cause them to hermaphrodite and they'll shoot out um, male flowers, which will pollinate the whole crop and ruin it. So you have to be really diligent and you know, you're tied to that thing for 60 to 70 days straight. So um, I decided I really need to figure out how to automate this. I knew there was other companies out there that had figured it out. And so I started modeling them and I thought, and I found how to do it, but I changed what the thing was. So instead of doing it, um, you know, on the outside of the greenhouse, I wanted to do it on the inside because mother nature is out to get you as a farmer. Anyone out there that's ever grown anything knows that, you know, mother nature is going to mess up your crop if you don't water it enough, if you don't take, you know, tend it enough. So when, once you can remove mother nature a little bit, just to protect yourself, you know, you're going to be a little bit safer, but you're st there's still going to be problems that crop up. So once I figured out how to do that and design the whole thing, I realized, hey, this is a product that I could sell. And so, boom, there comes Humboldt Light Depp. And I built this company. And I instantly started applying all the marketing that I had learned. Built a website. Um, created an opt-in created something to give to a value to my customers and clients. And that's, you know, and, and I, and it's always something new. I always try to find out what's going on in the marketplace and I still continue to give value to people. I give value to people that aren't even my customers. They can just call. I'm like, I have a problem. And I'm like, well, let me, let me see what I can do. I can maybe help you. And I know for a fact that if I help them, and they never buy anything, it doesn't matter because my reputation is gonna grow. They're gonna recommend me to somebody, even if that someone just wants more advice. I can give them that advice and I can teach them from the hardships that I learn from you know the hard way. And so that first year we built the business. The second year I was like, I need more customers. So I went back to the books and I started reading Dan Kennedy's Magnetic Marketing, I believe it was. And he asked the greatest question I, I, I had ever had, you know, asked me, do you want to um, cold call people or do you want them to come to me? And I was like, well, uh, obviously I want them to come to me. So his advice was write a book. And I was like, well, hell, I don't know how to write a book. But you know what I did? I went out there and found a program that taught me how to write. It says, you can write a book in 14 days. Well, I failed. It took me 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the book. And 
it has helped me not only boost my confidence because now I know, you know, I am the guy in, in auto light depth. I'm the only one. If you go on Amazon, the only book out there on light depth. Um, and you know, it is marketed at cannabis, but all this stuff applies. It applies to every business. I mean, marketing applies. So hey, what's the name of your book? What's the title of your book? Oh man, it's so long. It is, um, <laughs> cannabis growers. God, I don't remember. Off the top of my head. That's okay. I get I it. I actually have a copy right here. I have a few of those too. Really long titles. Yeah. yeah. I put you on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I got one right here. So I don't need to remember it. That's what the internet's for. That's so the light depth growers guide, how to harvest uh, marijuana, mul marijuana multiple times a year. There you go. Right on, right on. And it was, it was really easy to write because I followed the outline. And um, if you uh, ever decide to write a book, it's pretty easy. And you use CreateSpace, which is Amazon's host. And you can make that PDF, put it right in. And they have like little templates. You put it all in there. And then they'll sell it as a Kindle or they'll even print it on demand for, so you don't really have to do much. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty, easy way to get your uh, product out there without actually spending any money. You just spend time and effort on the computer and you will have a book. Very cool. I love it. I've used it too. Actually. I love create space. Yeah. It's definitely worth your, your time. So who are your marketing mentors and, and who are they? We, we talked about that before this call here, but. Well, I started off with Frank Kern and I think base and I'm still a huge Frank Kern fan. I'm in his inner circle. I love him. Um, I met the guy. He's funny. And I think the reason that I, I like him more than others is because we have the same sense of humor, which is off colored. You know, it's like we're definitely not appropriate, but it's still fun. Um, Dan Kennedy, he's, he's amazing. He, he's got away with words. Um, Jay Abraham for strategy. I feel like he takes, he's long-winded getting there, but he opened my eyes to so many different things. Like there are so many ways to, to make money. And when I started following him, I realized he has this thing called, I don't know, something, the pillars. It doesn't matter exactly what it's called, but the, the premise is this. How many um, sources of leads do you get and different sources? And I realized, um, I was really strong in my business in the SEO. If you look up light depth or light depth greenhouse, you go Google. I'm the very first uh, business that pops up that's natural, you know, organic. And after listening to Jay Ahram, I realized if I get the Google slap, I am wholly screwed because that's where my customers come from. And so I decided I needed to get, you know, more um, sources of uh, customers. So I figured referrals, uh, direct mark, direct, you know, mail. And that one's hard in this industry because people really don't like to give up <laughs> their information. It's not like, uh, other businesses because there's still the outlaw thing that's going on. You know, it's legal in a lot of different States, but there's still growers out there that it's, you know, quasi legal. And so getting their information in it's hard, but it's doable. Um, and then just digitally and, and paid advertising, having a campaign that you pay for advertising, because if you can 
pay for advertising and put in a dollar and get out, as Frank says, a dollar twenty, you're killing it because you, you're not really spending that dollar. You're really making twenty cents. And then if you scale that up, it just you, your money goes up, and then you have this whole database of beautiful leads that have you know given you money, but now the next time you put an offer in front of them, you don't have to give them any money. So, uh, so Jay Abraham and Dan Sullivan, I liked his, uh, his thing is every three months, get rid of three things you don't like and put in three things you like. And if you yeah. do that over time, your life is going to be exceptional. Uh, Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, I was just listening to his podcast this morning. A, a brilliant guy. I haven't listened to his podcast. I just listened to what I do is when I find someone that I like, I listen to who their mentors are and then I just YouTube it and I find, and I, when I'm working out, I just have my headset in and I just listen to it. Just, I don't watch it. I just listen because most of the value is in the words and not really, you know, watching someone speak. Right. Right. Hey, what is marketing to you? Uh, what is your working definition? If somebody came along and said, James, what's marketing? What, what, how do you define it? You know, for me, marketing is, um, it doesn't necessarily require money. A lot of times it does, um, but it's being able to do something, whatever that is, you know, going out there, handing out flyers, uh, putting an ad in a magazine or even online and being able to test whether or not, you know, collect data and be able to test whether or not it's working. If you're not testing it, you're just throwing your money away. You just, you might as well just <clears throat> go burn it because you don't know whether or not it's working. So you have to be able to collect data and test it. To me, that's marketing. And what would you say is the difference between marketing and sales? Some people get real confused about those two things. How do you, how do you think about it? Oh, I don't think I've ever thought about that. To me, sales, um, it's, it's organic. I mean, people are contacting me. Mm -hmm. And often, not oftentimes, but a lot of times someone will say, Hey, I want your system A, B, and C. And I'll be like, mm, find out what they want, what they need. <clears throat> and sometimes I tell them, you know, I don't, I'm not a match for you. So for me, sales is um, creating a relationship and putting your interest higher than my interest. It's like my, I want your money. Absolutely. I want your money. But if it's not right for you, then I don't want your money. It has to be a fit. And that's what sales is to me, is looking out for your best interest. And if you're not doing that for your customers, you're actually a, doing a disservice to yourself. Yeah, it's a disservice to them too, but it's, ultimately it's a disservice to yourself because you're going to ruin your reputation. Hmm. And remember, a sale isn't really for, for you as the, the, the business. It's for them because they need something. And what they're doing is they're trading you know, money, which I like to think of as dense energy because, you know, it's all compacted. It's like that represents a lot of energy, whether it's the toil of digging a ditch, being on the phone, being at work. And they're exchanging that energy for something that's of value to them. And I know a lot of times people get caught up in the whole, oh, I made this sale. I made, you know, this X amount of money, but it's like, no, you made this money, but you were helping that person out. And that's really how you should be looking at it. That's awesome. Good answer too. <laughs> Thanks. 
Hey, how do you, how do you feel about marketing plans or business plans in general, but like marketing plans and do you think they're even necessary? And did you write one for your own business or did you just kind of organically grow as you went along? Well, since I was a bootstrap company, I had to do everything. When I first started, I had to bend the pipe, cut the pipe, put everything in the box, talk to the customer, take the money. Um, so I had no plan. And then as we got a little bit bigger, I was able to hire some people to do some of that, but I still had to be there because I hadn't taught them enough to fly without me. I had to develop these systems, like how to make a packing list, what goes in everything. And as that happened, um, and I was able to remove myself more from the business of the day-to-day -day operations, I was finally able to start, you know, focusing on working on the business, as Frank says, instead of in the business, working on the business. And that's right where I'm at now. Um, like right now, I could be doing this interview at the warehouse, but it's loud as heck. So it's better just to do it from home, you know, where it's a lot quieter. Um, so I've been able to now this year, the third year in business to start actually having marketing plans and strategies. And I think they're wonderful because if you're doing it right, you're taking down the data. And I know at first it's hard. First thing you want to do is just do something. And what's the word I'm looking for? You want to um, just be able to make it somewhat, you know, collect some data. Don't beat yourself up if you can't collect a bunch of data. Just do shit. Because, you know, you'll find out, I, I promise you this, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. It's okay. What you want to do is fail small. Test, test, test. When I first started doing Facebook ads, I hired a CEO and I said, hey, all right, we're going to do some Facebook ads. Now I have time to do that. And they're like, all right, let's spend $3,000. I'm like, no. How about let's do $20 a day and see if the, you know, the whole funnel and everything is working and then we'll do it for a week. And then we're going to analyze the data. And because you, you don't, analyzing the data is pretty easy when you're doing it on Facebook. And if you're doing some sort of, you know, opt-in collect, you're collecting opt-ins because you can look at how many ads you spent on or how many people clicked and how many people opted in. And so then you can start doing little tweaks, little tweaks here and there. And the secret is just doing stuff and changing it as it comes up. And, you know, eventually from there, you're going to have a, you're going to get fluent in that and you're going to be able to develop a bigger, and better marketing plan. So I believe in them 100%. Cool. Well, what do you think it takes to create a, a really good marketing strategy, you know, uh, for any company or maybe for your own business? What does it take? to create that great marketing strategy? Model somebody. Mm. Very simple. Model somebody. Um, find someone out there. And when I say someone, I don't mean necessarily a person. It could be a company. And just w go down their stream. Go to, if, if it calls to you, you know, like if this works for you, know, you try it out. See if, you're, if your clients like it. Because ultimately you're building a relationship with your clients, your customers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I know depending on what you sell for me, I, I have to develop a relationship. I don't have to, I like developing a relationship with my clients and customers because um, 
it's a big ticket item. Like our, our greenhouse, our big greenhouse sells for $11,000. And people are not just going to throw down $11,000. They want to talk about it. And they should, you know. But if it's a small item, I can see you just wanting to get as many customers in, you know, get it turning, turning over, the churn. And you should. Um, but in the same breath, you also want to serve their interest, you know, to the highest because they're going to come back to you. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you, what are your best or, or maybe your favorite examples of great marketing strategies that you've used or maybe that you've helped some of your customers use? What are, what are some of your, your favorites or the, or your best? My favorites are, and these are just mostly, I just use Frank Kerr stuff, uh, results in advance. Mm. Um, and that simply put is give your customer something for free right when you, you meet them. Just give them something of value, not like just something, you know, a throwaway, but something that can help them to succeed, whatever it is. Um, for me, I'll tell you what it is. I created a calendar that shows a grower how to schedule and take and, and schedule and plan uh, three harvests uh, in one season, in one year. So 2018, if they took my calendar and followed it down the line, be able to harvest three times a year for them to have something like that where they just look at the calendar and go okay i need to do this this and this and this they already have enough to worry about but to show them that this is possible and, and imagine going from one crop a year to three yeah in your income yeah and i just give it to them because it's the right thing to do that's huge yeah and do you get, do they get, you get any feedback on that or does that just help you grow your list or, or what do you? I, I get a lot of feedback on it. People love it. They love it. They, um, because it doesn't cost them anything. They can come to my website, humboldtlightdep.com, click on, get the, get the um, download for free. I mean, obviously they give me their email and then I do some emails to them. And a lot of it's just how to help, how to uh, improve your growing. So I do continually send tutorials on you know if you're if they don't know about certain things it's uh like you know how to best temperature to keep your greenhouse at um how to water how to fill your canopy just little things and um and this is one of the things i learned from jay abraham and it's it's absolutely true it's like if you increase you know growing well i'm gonna use growing but it, it's the same for every business if you increase your growing the space you grow in by getting rid of wasted space by 10%. Um, you increase your growth rate by 10% by keeping your plants in the same, in the correct uh, temperature zone. Uh, and you increase your uh, growth by 10% because you're doing it at the right time of the day. So if you have a 10%, a 10%, and a 10%, your crop does not increase by 10% it increases by 33%. Wow. So think of it in your own business. If you're able to get 10% more referrals, 10% more by uh, purchase price and 10% um, new customers coming in, that's only 10%. But now you've, you've actually increased your, um, over your, not your overhead, but your gross by 33%. And that's huge. Yeah. Huge. Good tip. Hey, what, uh, what key technologies would you recommend or, or tools or is there little things, even apps on your phone or, or uh, technology in general? How do you use it and what do you recommend? 
I currently use Infusionsoft. I recommend it. There's a freaking uphill learning curve. <laughs> um, I know there's this new thing out there called Kartra. I have not tried it. Um, right now is my busy season. So here's what happens in busy season. I don't change crap. <laughs> like, I just bury my head and do what I got to do. And then um, when something new comes up or something, like something that we want to implement, I go, hey, that's June talk because that's when the season dies down because uh, my business is very seasonal. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we sell before the growers and then come summer, most people aren't buying greenhouses because it's warm enough. So I say, hey, it's June talk. But in June, we're definitely going to visit um, Kartra. We're going to check it out. Um, anything that can automate stuff that I, I am a big proponent of because you want to automate the, the mundane. You know, you don't want to be doing the mundane over and over and over. So automate the mundane. And right now we're using Infusionsoft. It's changed our business tremendously. We're able to keep track of our customers a lot better, follow up with them. And, you know, we still slip through the cracks. We're not perfect, but it has made probably a 200%, um, you know, just efficiency increase. So I would recommend using something like that. Do you use automation, by the way, you mentioned automation, um, not just for marketing, but what about in the actual physical business? (laughs) you guys have like systems in there or is it, it, do you do everything on clipboards and pencils or you got a bunch of computerized stuff or no, it's, houses? No, it's really old school. Um, uh-huh. Our warehouse, like we bend metal manually because um, we're pretty small. Um, we do use automation in the, our greenhouse that we sell. It's got a timer and a controller. So the whole process is automated, but for the production of it, we do that is pretty much all manual. We just, we get orders of massive orders of pipe in, put it over there. We bend pipe, we uh, cut stuff to size. And then when an order comes in from out of the office, it's on a a packing list. Like, okay, and this goes here, you know, all the things that when a customer comes, we put on their truck or we put it on a pallet and ship that directly to them. I mean, so it's, it's still pretty, old school. I mean, to get into automation of, of the level that you're talking about for what we're doing would probably cost, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just Maybe down the road, three. down the road, right? Yeah. That's, that's probably three June talks from now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what marketing books or business books do you recommend? You're obviously a student of marketing and business. So I'd love to know. Whew. Um, any like magnetic magnetic marketing from uh, Dan Kennedy is great. Uh, I, I recommend any of the Frank Kern stuff. I, I I like Jay Abraham. Like I said earlier, I don't know any of his books because I just watch the videos because I've come to the conclusion I no longer read, even though I read all the time. Um, I like audio. Yeah. And so it's like as you get busier and busier to be able to multitask by doing, you know, like I said, I like to work out. I work, you know, out four or five days a week and I put the headset in and I listen to either an audiobook about something fun, something healthy or marketing. Mm, cool. And there's a lot of, you know, stuff out there that you can learn from. And I'm sure, who do you 
listen who who what books do you recommend it, it, uh all of the above yeah <laughs> but yeah i really uh i have a, we have a similar story i actually uh, f- uh found out about dan kennedy and the gkic program because of frank kern nice i met frank kern at an event a fitness event when i was in the fitness industry and I was doing fitness consulting to gyms. I was at a, um, an event where it was all a bunch of fitness guys, except for Frank Kern. He was like the featured speaker that had nothing to do with fitness. Yeah. And of all the talks and all the speakers, Frank Kern was the best one there, even though he had nothing to do with fitness. I was like, who is this guy? So yeah. I, I talked to him after the event. And ever since, this was years ago before he was like really a big thing. He was, he was already successful online, but he wasn't like, you know, a big, big name yet. Yeah. I just been a fan of his ever since, but then I kept hearing him talk about mean old Dan, mean old Dan. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then, so then I went and I've met Dan Kennedy and, and went to his events and became a, a GKIC a member and a certified magnetic marketing advisor and all that stuff. And then, you know, you know how it is just like you said, it's like that leads to something else leads to something else. And, and pretty yeah. soon you're reading uh, marketing books from the 1920s, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't changed that much. Technology has, but the human brain is years behind our technology, I think. I, I do agree with you, like podcasts or YouTube and listening while you work out or while you travel like or drive or something, having it in the background. That is a great way to absorb more information. It's great. Yeah. I agree with you. It's hard to sit down and just read a book, right? It, it is. You know, I mean, I'm a dad. I own, I'm a husband. I own a business. So you got to find time to kind of squeeze it all in. And for me, audiobooks or, you know, like I said, working out and listening to that stuff, it, that's it. And then I also do, um, you know, I'm a Frank Kern Inner Circle member and I got, I read his, you know, let's see, right here, right on my desk. Yeah. Monthly, monthly newsletters. and reports. Yeah, monthly newsletters and, um, you know, just being able to, uh, say oh this worked i'll try it why not and i i like to um i've met this one guy at a frank kern seminar his name's ryan stewman this guy's a beast for like if you are not like i i don't know how to close people on a sale i'm like okay you don't want to whatever I don't, i'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> like, it's just my personality this guy is a beast if you need to learn how to close um his, his, his website's called Hardcore Closer. Oh, I've met him. He is a beast. Yes, yeah, I met him once. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I saw him at an event. He was, he's a good speaker, too. He's a yeah. strong sales trainer. Yeah, I, I said if this guy was a cult member, leader, he would have <laughs> a huge following. <laughs> but uh, awesome. he's actually going to be speaking at the next Frank event. Oh, cool. And, yeah, check him out. I mean, I... I we bought some of his stuff just because I felt like I needed to learn how to close more. It's like, just because I, you know, quote unquote successful, there's areas that I know I need to improve in. And um, so that's what I try to do. I try to improve a little bit, you know, it's like, I'm, I know I'm never going to be a hardcore closer because I, my area, my strengths are elsewhere. And so it's like, I, I know I need to learn a little bit about it and probably hire someone to be that. Awesome. Hey, uh, before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit specifically about you and your business. What is your unique selling proposition or, or, and, and what's a good referral for you? You know, who, who is a good referral for you and your business? If I, if, if I want to send someone your way, when do I know I found a good one? Um, if they're even just thinking about growing in the cannabis industry, 
send them my way because I'll, I'll give them good advice. I'll say, you know, you want to try this or this. I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm really free with my advice because um, I know that what it's ultimately doing for me and my business and, 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 and also for my heart is it feels good. It feels good to help people. So I like doing it. Um, that's why I work out. It feels good. Um, so that if, if someone's thinking about dabbling in the industry, just like a little bit growing, they don't want to do what they don't want to get into what I like where my realm is. They just want to grow a few plants. They can just go find an easy, you know, how to grow cannabis book. Um, but if they're thinking about, you know, doing it as a living or trying to, you know, become serious about it, that's more when they would want to um, come my direction. Yeah. We have a lot of, uh, in our area, I've noticed just in the last few years, there is retail shops and all kinds of stuff popping up all over the place. It's yeah. kind of a big deal now. I mean, it, and I don't understand the business. I'm not in that business at all, but it is fascinating. You know? It is. Um, one of the things that uh, I caution anyone out there going into it or thinking about it, even especially thinking about it, it's, it's a business. It's a job. It is not, oh, I'm going to plant a seed and nine months later I'm going to be rich. It's agriculture. It's hard, hard work. Remember that. And, and the way the industry is changing, um, the, the margins aren't what they used to be. But they're still, they're still a great place to make a living. You just have to figure out how to do it and understand like every other business, you're going to take your lumps. Mm-hmm. I mean – Whatever business you've already started, I'm sure you guys know you've already taken some loans, just yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, learn from them. It's good. That means you're doing it right. Uh, someone said this once to me, how do you double your success rate? Double your failure rate. <laughs> and then you're going to double your success rate. I'm like, that makes sense. That's awesome. Hey, uh, how do people find out more about you and, and uh, what websites or how do we contact you if we have questions? Um, you can go to humboldtlightdep.com, excuse me.com, and that's it's not humble, it's spelled H U M B O L D T, and then light L I G H T D E P dot com. And you can just email me, James at humboldtlightdep.com, um, or you can call our number 707 3786, and you'll end up getting Olive, and then she'll funnel you to me. She told me, James, you can't talk to people on the phone anymore because <laughs> you give away too much stuff. I was like, why well, I hired you because <laughs> I need a buffer because I just, it just comes out. I want to help. <laughs> That's awesome. And you already gave me a, a suggestion, per, perhaps someone I should interview. Uh, is there anyone else you can think of that I should interview for the marketing strategy show? Ooh, um... I am not sure. I mean, if you can get, you know, Ryan Stuman, that guy'd be great. Yeah, I I'll put that on the list. Um it's a good one. There's oh this lady named Brooke. Are you going to the um the Frank Kern seminar? I can't make it this time because it's the same time I'm I'm gonna be in uh Florida, so Okay. But I'm going I wanna go to the next one, but yeah. Yeah, uh, she's gonna be a speaker there too. She's really um she's motivated, you know, she's, and she's a life coach, right? And you're thinking life coach, how far can you get on that? And 
she she implemented Frank's stuff, and she went from three hundred thousand a year to a million, and her and above that. And I was just at a, a meeting with her, and her goal is to do a hundred million in a year. Wow! wow. Like you go because these are the kind of people you want to be, surround yourself with, so that you're going. My goals are tiny. <laughs> thinking bigger you know <laughs> and so that's you know that so she would be a really good interview i don't remember her last name i can get it to you but um that'd be cool uh as for marketing in my industry rare birds rare birds you know yeah. i'm sure there's other people in my industry that are you know doing how i like marketing but a lot of it is um very old school you know put an ad in a magazine and there's no call to action. It's just like, Hey, here's my brand. And I'm like, screw that. I, I need to be able to know if it's working. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> hey James, you've been a great interview. You've been uh, very informative and really fun too, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. Do you have any last words or anything else you want to leave us with before we go? Yeah. Um, you know, that giant list of shit you need to do basically find the one thing on there that's worked before do it again nice do it again that's good wisdom man hey thanks again appreciate you're it you're welcome you're welcome you guys have a great day Thanks for joining us for the Marketing Strategy Show with your personal marketing trainer, Jesse Stoddard. He can't do the push-ups for you, but he can help you stay accountable to your marketing goals. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, and let others know that you love the show so that they can love it too. 